as entrepreneurs, we all want to dominate a market. Well, I've got a serial entrepreneur who's dominating one of the toughest markets in the world. In New York City, in Manhattan, townhouses. Now, almost all of us as entrepreneurs have made the journey to the financial mecca, New York City. Uh, I'm in financial services most of my life. I love that market. I can tell you it's one of the hardest markets in the world to dominate. And I have an entrepreneur who is willing to share his insights on how you can do it in your market as well. Stay tuned. You do not want to miss this episode. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Dexter. I am so excited to get you. You and I have been in a number of mastermind groups. We've been all over the place uh, in Toronto with Strategic Coach and Beverly Hills with Peter Diamandis of Abundance 360. And now we're both back in our home territory. I'm in Silicon Valley. You're in New York. Uh, first of all, thank you for taking time in your busy schedule. Oh, it's a pleasure, and I've been looking forward to this in spite of the fact that it took a while to get it arranged. Well, it's, you know, it's, when you're running around, all of us making things happen, uh, it's hard to get together. But what, what I really appreciate, and I didn't know, I knew you, you know, Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach said, Dexter is the guy. I mean, he's really making a difference in the New York markets and you know, doing a great job taking care of the clients and so on. But I didn't know the impact. I want to give a number that you shared with me that, you now have 31% uh, of the market on the west side of Manhattan. Okay, this is a big deal. So first of all, congratulations. Well, thank you for that. You know, we're, we have a team of 12 people, and we, and we have that 31% for the last two years running. It is amazing. I always think of, I remember uh, you know, when I would work with an entrepreneur, uh, I used to be fin a financial advisor, a personal CFO to a number of the most successful high-tech executives. And uh, I would tell them that I just read that you know Microsoft or some other big player was going to compete with them. And they would always ask me, how many people do they have competing with me? Because if they had only 10, they got really worried. But if they had 1,000, they weren't worried at all because being nimble and so on... Uh, really makes a difference, and you've done that. Uh, I wanna learn the lessons of how you've been able to do that, Dexter, but what I'd like to do first is take a back step and really, you know, how did you get where you are today? And maybe also, you know, we'll, we'll dive into a little bit of the New York market because it's such a uh, different market than many of us experience. I mean, I, I look at it even in, I've looked at a couple of times when I was doing more work in New York of buying a place there and even by Silicon Valley standards, it's fairly expensive. So help me get an understanding of, first of all, how you, you came to uh, be such a player in the real estate market in New York. Well, first of all, I'm one of those people who can't work for anybody else. So I recognized that early on. <laughs> and I needed to figure out something I could do that, what, that I really loved. And, and so I found these buildings that are there's so much variety in them, which we can talk about in a moment. It makes my heart go pitter-pat, and I get excited about them. 
And today, for example, I was outside a building that we were selling for uh, $12.9 million. We just put it up on the, on the website, uh, 154 West 73rd Street. And then a few minutes later, I'm talking to an owner from Harlem who has a beautiful building also, but because of that thing called location, 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 that building is $3,200,000 on 122nd Street. Well, so let, let me just, I want to do a quick, Dexter, since you brought it up, let flash me. the pictures just real quick. Uh, I'm pulling up 154th West 73rd Street. And, you know, we've got, and I'll flash around just a couple pictures here for those of you who are on the video. If you're on the audio podcast, uh, it's a pretty spectacular home. But then again, it is listed at 12900 so you would expect that. Uh, and it's in a very good address in New York, which, again, you would expect. But, you know, the, the difference between these uh, homes, I mean, that's, one of the things, uh, Dexter, that I, I'm just so amazed, and you, you know, before we turned on the camera, you were talking about it, just the difference one block can make, you know, or one building. I, I've, I've seen, uh, you know, I've had friends who have places there, and the difference between one building to the next can be many millions of dollars. It, it's pretty amazing. Um, and it, 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 we can say it to each other, and we can know it, but it's, it's, it's remarkable the way if you go from Central Park to Columbus, for example, on the west side, or from Fifth Avenue to Madison, and you know the values on those blocks, and then you go over just one avenue, just on the other side of that avenue, on the other side of Madison, on the other side of Park, for example, and the values are down 20%, maybe more than 20%. And, and, you, and owners also have trouble figuring this out because they say, I have a beautiful house. Just because it's not in that perfect location, it's still just as pretty and, and uh, as valuable as the other one. In fact, it's not. And so it's really dramatic the way the – and that's where we come in because we have this product. We have very little product. So these townhouses that we're talking about, you were just showing some pictures of, they're 20 feet wide. They're 6,000 square feet in the interior, maybe 4,000 square feet. Those houses have so much um, – uh, they, they, are, they are so different from one another uh, uh, in, in their configurations that it really makes uh, for a whole variety of uh, ownership as well. So these are not just all single family. In fact, only a small percentage of them are. They could have an owner's duplex, which has as much as 2,000 square feet, which is plenty for a family. Mm -hmm. And then there could be rental income from the tenants upstairs that could be producing you know, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars or more a month of rental income, and that pays for the mortgage. So there's a there's a, a big variety. Well, Dexter, tell me how you got interested in this market because you know there. I mean, a, it's a very competitive market. I mean, you're dominating it. You know, I, I want to go to the lessons learned because you know whether or not you're interested in real estate is not the point here, and certainly in Manhattan, what is the point is. You know, how can you find a niche that you're passionate about, as Dexter is in townhouses in New York, that you're passionate about, that, you know, that combination of passion and that you want to be a hero to, that you're going to be matching? And, you know, how, how did you land on this? This is the area that you want to serve. Well, it's interesting to me that I think of myself like I love townhouses. I love my work. And I also like to invent things. I like to create things. So... 
one of the things that we, uh, like you were going to ask me, I think you, you mentioned about favorite book, is uh, Exponential Organizations is my favorite book lately, uh, by Salim Ishmael. And that book is it, talking about technology. So the way, the way I can be in that top one percentile, I need to be in the top one percentile of New York City agents, maybe the top three percentile. The rest of the people, they're just showing up, right? So I, I need to be in that top one percentile. So to do that, I need all the technology tools I can muster, and I need to be up with the latest. So, for example, I have a, a weekly push email that goes out to 1,700 people. And of those 1,700 people, 21% of them open it within two hours. So what are they doing? They should be doing their day job instead of opening it. You know, and, and who are all these people? So that becomes an interesting question of uh, what's now referred to as data mining. You know, I, 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 we have these people that uh, I have a person for years and years, and all she's done is our search engine optimization. So if you can put in New York City townhouses for sale or any phrases, like 200 phrases, we'll show up in the top three. So that's technology, putting technology to use. So we have the push emails, we have that, and then we, you know, we, we, we have like, a, I think, 18,000 unique visitors a month on our website. What are all those people doing? Who are they? So, so that's... That's fascinating to me, and, and my latest thought, if you're mind, uh, forgive me, John, for digressing a little bit, but there's the ancient myth, the Greek Antaeus, uh, who was a hero, who was the strongest person around, and, uh, and after he won all his matches, he would uh, keep the skulls of his, uh, the people he defeated. And, but anyway, uh, they figured out that Her Heracles came along and defeated him, and the way he did it was he pulled him away from the earth. So what I'm thinking about is how townhouses, compared to all these high-rises that are all around me here, they're down closer to the earth. And that's why the person who becomes the head of their hedge fund or the head of their, uh, they're the top surgeon or the top law lawyer in their office, that's why those people are ready to spend the most money <laughs> to move out of those three-bedroom high-rises into one of these townhouses. I'm thinking about that. No, it is. And uh, it is very different lifestyle being in a townhouse versus you know a high rise uh in new york and that uniqueness but i'm going to come back i want to go back you you shout out so many pearls of wisdom here that are so important you're putting technology to work and you talked about and i want you to go a little deeper on the newsletter that you do uh you know so many of us think if we're using you know, uh, a, uh, we're marketing using marketing automation, technology, email, and so on. We got to have a extremely big list. Yeah. You have a relatively small list, but they are engaged. I think he's told me, um, I didn't get the number. Was it 1700 Dexter? That yes, 1700. Yeah. It's a relatively small list because we've talked to every one of those humans. They didn't just sign up somewhere. So every one of those people is in our database. And that's why it requires patience on my uh, team's part, because we have to keep track of all those people. And so those are real people that have the money. And, and so it's a, very, it's, it's a very select group. The other thing that we do, though, which is what you were talking about a little bit, is we, we do these uh, uh, seminars about three times a year. So if you look on my website, you'll find uh, maybe two dozen videos. And one of those on gardening, I think, has had now 70,000 uh, viewings. So 70,000 viewings of, of, of our garden video. And we found that if, rather than just treating 100 people to a seminar, uh, we could video it 
and we can reach thousands and thousands and thousands. And, and those people, some fraction of them might want to buy a townhouse. Most of them won't. But we're having a lot of fun in the process, and we're educating the public about these buildings. Well, and, and you're really differentiating yourself. I mean, you know, I looked, uh, Dexter, you and I have known each other for uh, a couple of years, uh, but I, uh, as much as I knew, I'm not in the market for a townhouse, so I hadn't looked at your website. I did look at your website in preparation for this, and I, I, quite honestly, I was blown away with the content that you have. And it's very specific content. This is, as entrepreneurs, you know, if you go, and I, let me just pull up, I was pulling up while we were talking, you know, the, the video uh, that, uh, you know, Dexter was just talking about, and just, you can scroll through this, and there's just video after video that you can go to that is, you know, I, I would call it understated elegance, the way you frame these things, and that, you know, there's no question at the very top, we're not leaving anything to risk. You, you've trademarked the townhouse experts, you're in New York City, townhouse experts, you're not Manhattan, you're not the world's, you're New York City. And if I'm, you know, a uh, buyer, uh, boy, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to find this. It sounds like you've done some really good job on search engine optimization. You're working with people who understand technology so that they're helping you position. And if I want to sell my townhouse and realize it's full value, I want to go to you too because you've already got people who are looking and, you know, 20% are open up your uh, email instantly. So uh, how, how did this grand strategy come together? Well, uh, part of the credit, of course, always goes to the, the genius in the family, and that's my partner, Jane. Uh, so Jane uh, had the vision for uh, branding the townhouse experts and for uh, putting us on a level that is really declaring we this is all we do. We don't touch the apartments, that sort of thing. And with Jane, uh, something that really excites me and is one of my uh, great pleasures as an entrepreneur is we invented a commission structure such that we could have plenty of money for the back office. So, so a typical real estate brokerage firm, most of the money goes to the real estate sales agent and the, the firm keeps the doors open more or less. We've turned it around all together and we take very large commissions. We could get 120,000, uh, even four or, five, four or five times that amount of money in a, in a commission. We distribute it across the whole office so that we have a, a, a very big staff relative to other uh, to other uh, offices, so that we can we've we've de developed this commission structure that allows the people who are sales agents to make money, and at the same time, um, for us to be able to provide a level of support and service to owners that they can never get from one person who is juggling lots of balls and and uh, handling all the components of the of the sale. And one other thing I want to mention that's part of that that I think is important is you asked me uh, previous to this what's what's a mistake I made. And one of the mistakes I made was trying to hire superstar salespeople. I've tried, I've made that mistake more than a couple of times. And every time it fails because I need team players who will do role playing and who really care about what we're, they're doing. And they want to have a life outside of here as well. So we have long-term employees and they're not employees. They're, they're our team. Uh, and that's, that's something that's evolved over time, but it, it, and it feels like uh, we're, we're continuing to invent, invent that as we go. 
Well, I think this is so important because, you know, the temptation we all have as entrepreneurs is let's find the superstar salesman, that charismatic individual that is going to light the world on fire. The, the problem is he lights everything else on fire. And I'm saying he because it's usually a he. And, uh, you know, causes our culture of our organization sometimes to really be challenging. And what I love about what you've done is instead of you know going out and finding i mean you've you've tried it i've tried it too but you know what's so much more more rewarding is creating the systems in place to support you know not the superstars you know the a players but maybe not the a plus players you know people that want to have a great life they're in it for the long haul they're as passionate about it as you are and uh, you know what are, when you are looking for an individual to join your organization now, what, what are you looking for? Well, uh, when, I'm, when we're looking for people who, who really want to, who, we're looking, actually, it's, it's interesting. The more I understand and work with, the, for example, the, 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 the idea of the unique ability, and we want people who are, for that job, really good at that. So mm -hmm. one of my associates who is a, she is a nine fact finder on the Colby. So she is all about knowing information. She's got a computer inside her brain and she remembers everything. She's perfect for analyzing the comparable sales. And I've learned that I need to just, when I get into meeting with owners, I need to just sit back and let her do the talking because she knows it so much better than I do and is so much more convincing because she has all the facts right there at her fingertips. So we're, we're looking for people who, who fill out the, who are good at, at the particular roles that we need them for, and they don't look like me, you know. They and 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 so then it's and one of the things I do really want as an entrepreneur is plenty of vacation time. So I, I yeah, this works out well for me that way too. The more people do their jobs, the more I I get plenty of uh, time to re rejuvenate as well. Yeah, and why why are why is it important, Dexter, for you to take that time off? Well. I just think that's where that's where like I, I'll go to these conferences, for example, where I met you. What is exponential? What is, what is human DNA sequencing have to do with? <laughs> what do, what do bitcoins have to do with what I'm doing? Well, maybe something someday, but I'm picking up things. And, and what am I doing with a beam robot right now? I bought it. I wanted it, <laughs> but it feeds me, and it, and it helps me be fresh and strong. Yeah, it's, it, it really is, you know, the ability to get outside our industry, you know, no matter what industry you're in and going to you know, meet with a group of other successful entrepreneurs as they're sharing ideas. And and it, it, some of the most successful entrepreneurs are people who have taken what they've learned from other industries and implied it in their space. You know, that, that's part of what we're doing here at AESNation.com. We have a virtual mastermind. And what I really want to do is introduce you to people who are making a difference in my life, Dexter, yourself, you know, to the roughly about 10,000 entrepreneurs that are listening and watching this. And, you know, the only way you get that to, ha that to happen is you don't work every single day, 24 hours a day. You got to take some time off to recharge and to get exposed to new and, uh, you know, interesting well, ideas that may not be immediately applicable, but they can be pretty soon. Well, that's, you know, I, I, I think we were talking also about like what technology we use. I figured out lately to take photographs of newspaper articles. I don't even have to write them down. And I send them to my associate 
she gets it onto my Evernote, which is my favorite little app, and and we and and uh, and I'm moving along. And also, I have two 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 people who read my emails, and I look at them. I'm down to uh, four times a day that I look at my emails, and I'm hoping to go down to to less than that. So the technology can eat you alive as well and if i don't have that downtime that clear time i can't i can't think i can't create no. also i can't be fresh for our, my owners I, I don't give out my cell phone <laughs> that okay that one surprises me in new york cuz everybody's charging so hard they they i can't imagine them not asking you for your cell phone okay. number so they, what they demand it. They demand it, and it's a big it's a big showdown. And at some point, they either won't hire me, or they will realize that I am not going to give them my cell phone number. I can they can track me down. Others can track me down, but I'm not just available. That's not the way I work best. No. So, what are the responses when you do that? Because that that is interesting. Well, uh, recently, uh, one owner said that I had promised him that if I gave him the list, that he, that if I got the listing, uh, that I would give him the cell phone. I can't remember promising that. And so I, I didn't, <laughs> I did not do it. But a lot of people don't feel like if I don't give them my cell phone, they're not going to have that intimate relationship with me. Well, maybe they're not, but they are going to, when I do talk to them, they're going to have my undivided attention. And so I'm not, I, I'm not just distracted and zipping from one thing to the next. When they do talk to me, they're going to get my undivided attention. It's usually going to be by an appointment. And they respect that. No, and, and I do. I mean, I think uh, I was on uh, yesterday with, uh, you know, a CEO of one of the largest financial service firms. And, and, and it was just really interesting because it's, uh, you know, how respectful busy people are of time and they don't need to have your cell phone. He does not have my cell phone number. I don't give mine out either. And uh, it is, you know, it, 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 we're not doing rocket scientists. The world isn't going to come. I mean, if you are and you need to be on time, then, you know, that's a whole different thing. But, you know, it's these little differences that are just, you know, so powerful. Um, you know, Dexter, let me go. I want to go. I'm going to do this segment. You mentioned it already, but I want to go into a little bit more detail. Uh, the, the book of the day. Why don't you say it again? I'm going to pull it up on the screen here. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it Exponential Organizations, and it's by Salim Ishmael, and I-S-M-A-I-L. And I listen to it. I ride the subways, right? So on, on the way to work, I listen to uh, things I need to learn. And on the way home, I listen to Bob Dylan. <laughs> so I got, <laughs> I, got, I got 30, 40 minutes each way. And... Uh, I also listen to Slater Kearney also, so just just to keep for the record. But um, uh, so I, but I also don't have much patience. I'm one of those quick starts, right? Mm -hmm. So I I'm listening to this exponential organization book at double speed, and double speed means that if you're on the subway and you're jostling amongst people and you're maybe you've got a newspaper you're reading at the same time, it's uh, it, you don't get it all, but. So I've listened to it three times, and finally I was sated. I listened to this book three times through at double speed, and I loved it. <laughs> it's a great book. As a matter of fact, I mentioned to you earlier that I was with Salim uh, on, I think it was uh, Wednesday, actually, of last week, and he presented again, and I, I think I've heard his presentation three times. I've only read the book once, uh, 
But he has on his, uh, if you buy the book, I think there's a, I know I've taken uh, his uh, little exam on you know, your own company. I encourage everybody to do it because one of the things we want to do, we know that the marketplace is changing. I, I'll tell you, I love what you're doing. My mother uh, was a successful real estate agent and uh, out here in Silicon Valley. And, uh, you know, I, I look at what you do and uh, she's no longer with us, but I would love her to be doing what you're doing. And even though she was very successful, she was, you know, on call, the cell phone, didn't have as much of a life. She finally gave it up and went and sailed, uh, sailing for seven years on a beautiful boat. So it did work out, but it, it was delayed gratification. I think if she had kind of balanced it a little bit better, it would have been a better life. And well, you know, I, you, you, this, the, the sense of one of the things I love is uh, being a part of and actually creating a sense of community. And so these uh, seminars that we hold, and then we have a virtual community through the videos, through the website, it's, it, it, we're, we're both uh, educating people to the history of these townhouses, and, the, and the, you know, the, they don't build them anywhere more. There's only a couple thousand on the west side, 4,000 on the east side, for example. And they don't build them anymore, but they also have a wonderful rich history. And and we're adding to that history, and we're appreciating it. So I, I like the sense of being part of that community uh, and, uh, and contributing to it. Well, and I think it's so impressive that you find that community. I mean, you, do, you define the community you want to play in. You're a major player in it. And I also love how you're using technology. I want to just repeat the app of the day. Yeah, and let me pull it up just on the screen so everybody has it. I mean, this is a, a, a great technology. Yeah, how are you using it again, uh, Dexter? Okay, so uh, mostly I like to save clippings and put it in my briefcase, and then they pile up in the side of my office. And then when a guest comes, I realize that there's a huge pile in my office, and I got to clear out my desk so that I don't look like a pack rat. So I figured out at some point after experimenting with different things that Evernote was uh, the place to go. So uh, newspaper clippings go there. And lately, as I said before, I'll take a photograph of something and it, and it will go there. It, could, it doesn't need to be a, an article. And then uh, uh, I'll sometimes have artic, um, things that I need to be reminded of. Actually, I have my weekly planner uh, that's the last quarter's worth of uh, work at, between my uh, coaching sessions. And, and I'll have that scanned and it's sitting there. So, so instead of carrying a lot of paper around, I have it readily accessible. I don't look at all of it that much, but at least it's not huge piles of paper everywhere. I, I used Evernote. I, because I'm a PC guy, I use uh, OneNote. But whatever tool you use, it, these are amazing tools that synchronize between your computers. Uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be at, uh, you probably have seen me at some of the mastermind groups. I'm taking pictures of the slides, the event, and it's automatically going in. You know, it used to be Evernote, now OneNote, but, uh, and then it just, right. my office is really clean, which I like. Uh, but my OneNote or Evernote, you know, the filing system, you can just organize it so quickly and tag it. Uh, it's a great tool. You know, let's, talking about other tools, I want to go to one more segment. And this is resources. And Dexter, tell me about your website. Let me pull it up on the screen. Uh, you are at the townhouse dot, or excuse me, townhouseexperts.com. And there is so much uh, resources. You know, how, how, 
what would some of the entrepreneurs, if they want to look at this, you know, one, if they're buying uh, or, or selling a townhouse, they should certainly come to you. But uh, what, what else are they going to find here? Well, one of the things that we people find interesting is the way townhouses have held their value uh, over the years and really over the decades. And we've been tracking it. And it's as, a, as an investment, these townhouses in New York City hold their own, in my opinion, better than the apartments in terms of value, whether the market's going up or down. Uh, and they also, uh, so as, as, as an investment, an investment has is a big word. It could mean uh, people think of their home as an investment, but also there are investors who want to have a good place to put their money where they know it's going to be secure and it's going to grow in a solid, clear fashion. So we have big prices here. But those prices arrived at 5%, 10%, 15%, 20% each year, depending on the year. And it's all a logical progression. So it, it makes perfect sense if you take you see that spectrum. The, the website, though, has a lot of practical things for the real owners here of how to get your real estate taxes from the city reduced, for example. Or, or what sort of wallpaper you should consider if you really want to try to historically accurately restore your townhouse. Lots of things like that. Well, that that is so valuable. Obviously, uh, uh, let me, let me take. I want to do the last segment and pull this all together. I actually have two pages of notes, uh, and I didn't expect that, Dexter. Some great stuff. Let me just, as our fellow entrepreneurs, what should we be doing here? I think number one is what I love is client experience. And this is something so many of us take for granted, but Dexter doesn't. It's, it starts when they, you know, they're going to find him. They're going to make it very easy. He's very knowledgeable, as team is, on searching and optimization keywords. If you're searching for anything to do with a townhouse in New York City, you're going to go ahead and find him. But the experience on the website, all the information, it's not just trying to sell you know, the flash and all that. It's really providing information so people can make informed decisions. This is what all our consumers are looking for. He's also doing it in a way to scale it up. So he's putting technology to work and, you know, all of us identifying a niche. We can't, you know, it's so tempting that there's, you know, almost no cost of sending out emails. You can send out millions and millions of emails. Somebody has to open them up, but not only do they have to open them up, they have to take action. Having a small engaged audience is so powerful. Having a rich content to have 18,000 unique visitors a month to this niche play is huge. Be able to data mine it, to be able to create videos with over 70,000 views in this narrow space. Think about what you can do there. Also love having the right team members. This is something uh, from strategic coach, a term unique ability. Executing on that, make sure that you have the right team members, the right people on the bus and pointing them in the right direction. Make sure that quality of life is important, not only for your clients, your teammates, but for yourself. Take the time, make sure that you have you know, the, the ability to leave. I mean, what are the systems in place to accomplish all this so that you can leave and the business is even better. You know, I really want to thank you for sharing. Dexter, this has been extremely valuable. As always, for all our fellow entrepreneurs, 
at AESNation.com. We have the transcripts, the show notes, all the links to everything that Dexter and I talked about. The key is to go out and execute, though. Your clients, your future clients, they're all counting on you. Don't let them down. We wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.